Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. excited to welcome Catherine Witcher to the podcast today. And we're so excited for her to be a part of our Get Your Teach On National Conference. It has been something that people have been asking us for yeah. probably since the start. Yeah, we've been wanting to do this for a long time. But anytime that, uh, that, that we hear from our audience or our community that there's a need, we really want to do the best possible or provide the best possible um, outcome, uh, that the best possible resources that there is out there and at the time we just didn't feel like that we could do that but we found the best possible we resource. found the best possible resource <laughs> and she is here with us today so Catherine, welcome to the get your teach on podcast before we dive into the amazing content that you have for our listeners today um we're just going to start by you kind of introducing yourself telling everybody who you are the work that you do with educators the work that you've been doing for so long with educators um just give everybody the rundown yeah, absolutely. So I've been in the field professionally for 25 years in special education. I've done a lot of different things, like most educators, you know, you, you figure out where you need to be so you can serve the best. And for me, that was actually outside of the classroom. So I have a brother with Down syndrome. I became a special education teacher. I thought I was going to, you know, change the world from the inside of my classroom. I was all in, go get the multiple degrees, go get the multiple certificates and do all of that. And what I found is I was spending my day teaching and then at night I was coaching parents on how to build a better IEP. And when I was teaching them strategies, I learned how to help parents without throwing teachers under the bus because I was the teacher. So I was like, right. okay, we, we got to figure out how to do this. So I developed all of these strategies and the next thing I knew, like districts were talking to me like, hey, like, how, how do you do this? And, and you were really fair at the IEP table and, and these things are gonna work and you understand our classrooms, you understand how this is going to uh, be implemented. So can you come teach our staff? And I was like, absolutely. I would love to do that and bring both perspectives of family and teacher together. And that's really what I do now. That's what I've been doing for decades. It's having all perspectives of the IEP table and understanding what's possible, what's extremely challenging, and then always keeping the child first. So, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of different ways that I'm connecting with educators online, in person, all the things, get your teacher on. Like there's all these different things. The bottom line is if you are struggling with special education in any way, any students who have, you know, different learning abilities, you don't have to do it alone. Mm. I needed you. Mm. <laughs> I needed you in my corner when mm. I was teaching because that was one of the biggest things that I struggled with was, of course, as a general education teacher, I want to advocate. Like, I I want to be the biggest cheerleader, the biggest fan, the biggest advocate for every single one of my students. Um, but unfortunately, and you know this, Catherine, we did not receive, we received very little instruction in our college years about special education instruction. Like when I say very little, I mean 
I honestly. I mean, however, the Dr. McEwen, you already know, she was fantastic. She was amazing. She was amazing, but that was it. But it was just a, like it a, was a it was brief. the whole system. Yeah, it wasn't just that. But and yes. then move on to the public school system. And once again, you're thrown into these IEP meetings yes. and you just start agreeing to things that honestly, you don't even know what you're agreeing to. And then you are accountable for that. So I needed you when, when I was working in the classroom specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what kind of what we want to talk to you about today is as a general education teacher, when it comes to that IEP process and, and the students that we're serving, how can we best help them? How can we best be that advocate, that cheerleader, and have a voice at the table versus just sitting there and agreeing to things that sometimes we don't even really know what it is that we're agreeing to. So I think you've got some amazing strategies planned out for us today (laughs) that you're going to share that's going to kind of just, I think, make it realistic for educators. And that's really what we want, a realistic approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's what, you know, my foundation of all my trainings, it's building IEPs that work in the real world. That's not just for the child. That's for everybody who's accountable in implementing that because that's what's going to benefit the child's best. We can write a beautiful IEP, but if we can't implement it, if we can't work with our current resources, and that doesn't mean that we're not advocating for more resources, but I'm not going to put a child's education on hold while we wait for more. I'm going to work with the resources that you have right now so we can get things at least kind of out of the pit you know, and into good. Can we get things good? Mm. Then we can go from good yeah. to great. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times yeah. it's getting to that foundation of good. So I've got a, a couple of strategies that I think might be new to a lot of your community and just different ways that you can kind of work the IEP system as a general education teacher. And the, I want to just start with remembering that a child who might be in your classroom part-time still needs full-time inclusion. And what I mean by that is I teach, I'm teaching all the time. Inclusion is not a place. Inclusion is an experience. Sit mm. on that for a minute. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a place. We don't send kids to inclusion. We build inclusive experiences. So one of the ways that we can do that, I'll give a super s- simple way is that a lot of times IEP uh, have an, an at-a-glance kind of tool. So an IEP at-a-glance. So I, there's the IEP document, and then the special education teacher will create this kind of one sheet, this at-a-glance. Mm-hmm. That still feels very overwhelming for a general education teacher to say, okay, now I've got all this stuff that has a bunch of special education jargon in it. The teacher wrote it in shorthand with all of our terms. I mean, I still have my own shorthand from 20 <laughs> right. years ago. I mean, and I'm like, good luck trying to understand that. Uh, so creating your own at-a-glance is worth the effort in the beginning to figure out what applies to you in your classroom, in your teaching style for how you can serve this child best and and how are we gonna implement that all the time. And I'll tell you, that can be as easy as remembering. This is a, a strategy that a lot of times is forgotten and this isn't a, just an IEP strategy, this is just a school community strategy. A lot of times our general education teachers have all the IEPs, they're not sure what to do with them, child's floating in and out of the classroom, you know, might have an aid with them, might be pulled out for resource, all of this is going on, and we forget to think of them as a collective and do things like create a name tag for them, just like the rest of the students. Give them a mm-hmm. space in the classroom, and then use this at-a-glance tool to make sure that all the supports are prepped and ready in that space, so you're not figuring it out in the moment. And that 
prep work of the name tag, name tag in the space that's not in the corner of the classroom so the child can easily get in and out of the room, right? Like we're not talking about a part-time student. We're talking about full-time classmate that happens to also get other services throughout the school building sometimes. But, but just having that at a glance is so important and then developing those tools in that community. Well, what, what that does is it makes the child feel welcome. Like, like you said, like they, they are full time in your classroom. And I think we just have to start rethinking that if you're a general ed teacher. I mean, I remember uh, being departmentalized, teaching fifth grade, and we, we taught in a school to where it was inclusion and kids would come in and they would come out. But I'm even thinking on how I and how I would teach, right? His spot or his or her spot was literally at the front at the, at the table. So just like you said, easy in, easy out, right? Um, so it's just preparation and making them feel welcome. And I think that's something everybody can do. Well, I also think that, you know, with um, engagement, just in student engagement, you know, and, and that's one of the biggest things that we talk about so much. And I feel like um, this is something that I've been saying literally on every podcast that we've been recording lately with, with guests is engagement is about connection. And if that, like you're saying, if that student, they're, they're coming to your class, but mm-hmm. they are a full-time classmate for that experience that you can mm-hmm. provide them. But if they don't even feel a connection to you or to your classmates or to your classroom community, they're not going to learn anything no. from you. And that is so important. And so I think that is the foundation to providing a successful experience mm-hmm. experience in that part of their day mm-hmm. is just by having that connection. And that that's the smallest changes, right? That's the smallest. Those things are so simple to do. It's just about being intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, when we get to back to school season or there's things happening, you're like, and I have 24 kids in my class, but then all of a sudden there's going to be those couple of add-ons, right? And these students are going to come in for inclusion. Like you have to include those. Don't go by the pack of 24 name tags. You now need 28. You know, you you have to do that. So that's, that's the first strategy of just making sure that, that we are setting this community up for success inside of your classroom. The second thing is understanding what the purpose is at each and every point of the day for that child. Meaning that inside of the general education room, some students have IEPs or 504s and they're gonna be fully engaging in the lesson for the purpose of mastering the content. That's why they're there, they're there to master the content. Some students are gonna be in your classroom because they're mastering other skills along the side of the content. Uh So it might be that you have to flip your your thinking and instead of saying, how do I get this child to understand this multi-step math equation when they're still working on one-to-one correspondence? I don't even understand why they're in my classroom. That's your, your, your thought in your head goes, oh, then I should figure that out. I should figure out why are they in my classroom in an open-minded way of saying, let me talk to the parents. Let me figure out like, hey, we're in class, we're doing these things. Like, what are, you, what are your hopes? What are you looking for? You'll be really surprised when you actually have this conversation, which is scary for some teachers to be like, so what do you want on the classroom? Because <laughs> you're thinking they're gonna say, well, I want them to learn the multi-step math equation. <laughs> Most parents are not gonna say that. They're gonna say, I want them to be included in the lesson. I would love to, them to have some materials at their own level. I really want them to develop friends. Um, I want them to be able to ask for help. I want them to be able to stay in your classroom and not get removed for behaviors. You know, have that open conversation. So when you start thinking to yourself, and I get it, I mean, I just, I don't have a filter when it comes to like, like, let's just call it out. There are sometimes you're thinking, 
thinking, really? Like, how am I supposed to make this work? They're not, you know, engaging with the curriculum at the same level as my other students. You know what? Maybe that's not the sole purpose or even the main purpose for mm -hmm. this lesson at this time. Yeah. I mean, that is just, you know, it's, it's so powerful and it's, it's really what we talk so much about teaching beyond the standards. Like we have to look beyond the academic standards and recognize, like you said, and I, you know, having, it is scary. It is scary having a conversation with parents, you know, I, and you hate for it to sound that way, but like you said, no filter. I mean, that's just bottom line. That's how educators feel. We get that anxiety. We get that, you know, oh gosh, okay, what mm -hmm. are they going to, are they going to expect the world of me? You know, do they, do they realize that I have 25 other kids in here and not just their child? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and Wade and I laugh so much about ourselves since we've become par mm -hmm. parents too, so, because totally different. now we're like, hold on, but, but isn't Maverick your only child? And like, we try, it's like, we thought for sure the teacher mindset would kick in. It doesn't. Like when you're a parent, that's your best. That yep. That's the best that you have in this world that you're sending to someone else. And, you know, I mean, I think that just you pointing out that maybe they're in your classroom to build relationships, to learn how to communicate with other students, to learn how to, to, to invest into a community that it's, we don't have to get so tied up in the content, but I think what you said at the beginning, it's about the experience for them and what do they need out of that experience? And sometimes it's not always content. Yeah. And we, and I mean, have conversations with other teachers and the special ed teacher, right? I mean, if you are thinking that thought, I think it's, I think it's normal, like you said, like for mm -hmm. any teacher to be like, oh my gosh, what is happening? That first thought comes in and then you got to sit on that for a second and then do what you said and ask yourself that question. Well, why? Why is this student in here? Well, if you don't know, ask, have those conversations. It's about being a school teacher, not a math teacher, not a science teacher. We are school teachers, right? We've yeah. got to completely understand what's happening in our school community with these students. But Catherine, I'm glad that you pointed that out because I feel like teachers' initial reaction would be like, yeah. if I think that I'm such a bad person, right. oh my gosh, I'm such a terrible, but it's natural. I mean, right? That it, That's just a common, there's so many things on our plates as educators mm -hmm. that it's just scary because we're uneducated mm -hmm. on what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's something that we have to continually work on flipping this viewpoint because I always say special education is stuck in the 1980s. Like we're still doing things like we did when special education first came to light. You know, so there's true. not a whole so lot of um, just newness in how we're doing things. And that actually leads to another strategy that I want to empower our teachers to challenge the standard for inclusion. And here's what I mean by that. Sending hmm. a child to art, music, and PE is not an inclusion plan. No. And so many times, kids are just plopped in. A child with an IEP is put in an environment with children without an IEP, and we call it inclusion. And we're, we're putting this pressure on the child, and then all the children, and then the teacher, to make this chaotic, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you remember going to, to, to gym class, and you were like, <laughs> you know, I, kids bouncing off the walls, what game are we playing, what's going on, what are the rules, where are we lining up, what's going, I mean, it's chaos, and now we're expecting a child who typically needs 
you know, additional visual supports, additional prompting. They need to know what's coming next. They need to understand everything. And we just put them in the most chaotic classroom in the entire school (laughs) and and said, good luck. We hope inclusion works. Like if we think a gen ed teacher in a standard classroom doesn't, you know, uh, isn't able to fully engage in understanding the IEP and knowing all the things, how is a a PE teacher, music teacher, like art teacher, they Mm. can't do it. So we have to challenge that. And we have to challenge that when it comes to social studies and science too. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, we'll just plop the child into social studies or science because we can just make that work because those classes feel a little bit more fluffy. No, no, that does not work. So for all the teachers that are like, yes, but what do I do about it? Because somebody else wrote the inclusion plan and they said the child has to come here at this time. That's where you get to advocate. That's where you know the environment best. You know your classroom best. You know what's happening. You know the routines. One of the, the, the best situations that I, I can give an example of this. I went to go uh, shadow a child in Kentucky. Went down there, child's in crisis uh, because he, the inclusion plan's not working. He's eloping. He doesn't want to be there. And I follow this child around and I'm like, he has the most chaotic schedule. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm going from mm. all these different rooms to all these different right. teachers trying to learn all these different things. And there was no stability. We actually flipped his inclusion time. So anytime that um, he was had direct instruction, He needed separate direct instruction, totally fine. I'm all in on that when a child needs that. So went to separate direct instruction during the large group instruction of the same subject. And then he went into the classroom during the independent or kind of like co-working time for the students. And he would come in and work parallel to them or in small groups with them, applying that new reading knowledge that he just obtained. And then the students were obtaining theirs. So instead of coming in and sitting through and using all of his energy just to listen to a, a, a big group lesson, and then he was getting pulled out for a small group, because that's a lot of times what we do too in the academics. Mm-hmm. We, we then pull them out for a small group. We instead were giving direct instruction and putting them back in for the small group and making sure they had that connection on a smaller, more predictable, easier to set up supports. So if you're experiencing any of this chaos of this of, of children just coming in and out with no supports at the most chaotic times and this just isn't working, I know you feel like you don't have control of that situation, but you do have significant input on how to make that work. That is something that I, I'm, I mean, I never thought about truly. I, this is, I'm today years old when I learned when I really am like wow I never thought about the students that I served and what their day looked like as a whole I was like okay they're coming to my classroom from one to two how do I serve them best from one to two but you're so right like looking back now at okay but how many different you know classroom environments and, and not only that but to go back to the where you're talking about and I think it's so true that a lot of times they are you know we look at inclusion inclusive inclusive practices being in the the special ed, I mean um the physical education room mm-hmm. the music the art a couple of things about that first of all those teachers are serving every single child in the school so how can we expect that that is an unrealistic expectation from a teacher's perspective of all oh, migration like then if they are also and I'm not saying that they mind serving the special education in any way shape or form but also they're having to deal with kids that they only see once a week making sure their expectations are in line like you're exactly right and so that is a lot of pressure to put on them and well not not only that i mean even with that i mean if you think about a special ed teacher right 
a lot of schools only have one to three yeah. special ed teachers. And so they're serving that whole population as well. And so, yes, it is our job uh, if you're a general education teacher to be an advocate for that child. You see that child uh, probably a lot more than those special ed teachers do if they do get put in in your classroom or the, uh, with that inclusive instruction. And so, I mean, that that is literally something I used to think about all the time. Like, how much time does this child spend in the halls? Like going from here to there to there to the, like, oh my gosh, that's that's not okay. I mean, at our school, uh, Miss McKee, she was great. Yeah. Like she was, I mean, at Pendleton Elementary School, it, if you don't know our, our background, we housed all the special ed pretty much for the whole entire district. And so we, we always had to be on our P's and Q's, but there are so many things. I mean, be an advocate. It all goes back to that, right? There are things that we can do and that's an easy one. That's an easy one. You look and you see and you speak up. You challenge. But I think a lot of people don't think about it because I think that you they're know. just so focused on that yes. time that they have with that child right. versus looking at the whole right. day for sure. And that there was no way that when I, when I was down there in Kentucky and I'm working with the teachers and, and I'm talking to the to the general education teacher, I'm talking to the special education teacher, they had no idea what was happening in each other's rooms. And, and I was like, do you realize like this is happening this time and this is happening this time? So if you guys just flipped this time, this mm -hmm. child could have a smooth transition, get connection, and get instruction in both classrooms. But mm. you're doing it, it like backwards for this child. But it took me seeing both sides of the classroom. What's going? That communication yeah. is so key. Um, I, I have one more thing that I, I think yes. is yes. going to kind yes. of blow the mind of some general education teachers. And and for those probably that myself are, included because I'm already learning things myself. So. <laughs> And we've just we've just scratched the surface this morning. Oh, I cannot wait to dig in. We got days and days of this stuff coming up. So I mean, like I was like, how do I narrow it down? I'm going to give you guys just enough, but then you have to come to get your teach on That's stuff. That's right. Um, That's right. Get more of it. Right. So so here's a. You guys might not know that there's a section in the IEP for staff training, which means that. If a staff member needs training to implement the IEP, it can go into the legal document and the school is then accountable for, pro for providing such training. So I had you... no clue. <laughs> That's incredible. I know, I saved it for last, right? I'm so excited. About, I'm so excited to tell everybody about this part. Like, I just want to scream it from the rooftops. It's like additional staff training needed. It's right there. It's right there. If you're like, I don't know how to implement visuals in my classroom, we can put it in the IEP and legally they have to teach you. Mm. I don't know how to use this communication device that this child carries around with them to help them communicate with her. We can get you training on that legally. We can do this. This is where I, okay, so then when I hear myself say legally, this is where I say, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not giving you legal advice. I'm telling you <laughs> right. where to look. Yes. Um, so, so, there is an absolute section that you can advocate for yourself. We're talking about how to get the child in your community, you know, in your classroom. We're talking about how to get them a better inclusion plan, how to do all of that. What about you? What about yeah. the things that you are not prepared for and you've been asked to do? Mm -hmm. There's a place in the IEP for that. Mm, take advantage of that, folks. <laughs> wait, oh wait, my wait. Gosh. One more. 
you guys aren't going to know what to ask for, right? You're yes. like, I yes. don't know. Can I ask for that? Can I ask for that? Go to your special ed teacher and say, hey, I heard there's this section in the IEP. I could really use this. How do I ask for that in like special ed jargon? How do I ask for this so we can get this so then I can serve this child better in my classroom? Oh. She'll, be, she'll start rattling off all the terms. Well, what you really need is to make sure that you have and she'll just like nail it for you and you can advocate for yourself. That's incredible. Because that is one of the biggest things for teachers is we're like, oh, I'm expected to do this, but I have no idea what it is that I'm doing. And then I feel like that's where kind of, you know, we put up walls and barriers mm -hmm. as, and I feel like that's a lot of times where it's just like, well, you know what? I don't, they, they, Good put, luck. they put me in this situation. And so I'm going to do the best that I can with what I've got, which mm. is honestly, most of the time, very little. Um, and so that right there is huge because not only that, but you're learning it for that student, but you're also probably learning it for students that you're going to serve down the road, which is just enhancing your skills. Or perhaps you have a student that you have all day that could benefit from that strategy or skill that you're learning to implement with that special education student specifically receiving those special services. Um, so that right there, I'm like, I, what? So many good takeaways. What? <laughs> To start. <laughs> to start. To start. And like she I've said, got so many more questions. She, I know. We're definitely we're <laughs> oh gonna have my. to do a part two, three, four, five. Oh, we need a boy. series. We need a series. No. Um, but this is just right. I mean, this kind of this kind of learning to me is just so empowering, especially for a general general education teacher mm -hmm. who does want to meet the needs of every single individual learner in their classroom but oftentimes feel like their hands are tied or feel like they haven't been given the support or whatever it may or be. Or they're overwhelmed. So, or they're overwhelmed. And, you know, I mean, I think that so many of the strategies, whether it be sometimes they're not in there strictly for the academics or, hey, let's just take a look at their whole day and make sure that everything is aligned and connecting to work well for them. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I can advocate for myself to get the training that I need so I do feel empowered and equipped to be able to serve these students. I mean, that right there is like the foundation, I think, for setting up a, a successful environment for, for every learner in our class. Yeah, I mean, and it all centers back to what's best for the child, right? I mean, that's what you said at the very beginning. You when you started doing this, teachers loved you because you advocated for them. The parents loved you because you're advocating for the parents. But at the end of the day, it's about the student. And we're all on the same page together for that student. Yeah. Such good information, yeah. Catherine. Thank you for sharing this with our audience. Um, but we are also just so excited to, to partner with you and work with you mm -hmm. at Get Your Teach On conferences. I want for you just because this has been something that I came to you and I said, Catherine, I am not the expert. I want to serve teachers well. I know that you are capable of doing this. And so you developed kind of this model that you feel like would serve the special education got, teachers. Yeah, I got one thing to say with that, though, because I was listening in on your meeting when you first met her <laughs> and Hope just starts rattling off this plan and she had thought about it. I and, did. And Catherine just said, that's not going to work. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and Hope was like, well, okay. I tell everybody, but I was just like, no, no, Hope, we, we, we can't do it that way. I love that, though. Yes, it was awesome. That's when I'm like, I know I found the right person, right. right? I love yeah. a good no. Like, I, because I was like, okay, this might work with Get Your Teach. It's so true. I'm yeah. glad that you brought that up. Um, but so, Catherine, obviously, in her expertise and the yes. years that she spent in the classroom, we really wanted to make sure that at Get Your Teach On, this was one of the biggest things that Catherine, you and I talked about, is I was like, I do not want to just completely separate 
special education no. teachers, from everyone, because that's what we see so frequently. And that's why there is that lack of communication, lack of camaraderie, lack of relationship. And so I just want you to kind of talk about how um, you and I discussed, ultimately, you built out a model that would make sure that special education teachers are being served, but also a huge piece of what is going on at Get Your Teach On too. Yeah, so it's really similar to what we just talked about with the student. I'm always looking yep. at the whole day. What does your whole day look like? And are you getting what you need out of your whole day? So with Get Your Teach On, you guys have such a spectacular, you know, from start to finish, you want teachers to be engaged and learning and doing that. And yes, we need some specialized direct instruction, like what I, what I talked about, some direct instruction for our special education teachers so we can kind of speak our language and, and do our mm -hmm. thing and dig into those cool pieces of the IEP that are often forgotten that can be, quite honestly, life-changing when you figure out how to use them and to do that. So I was, um, I was advocating for all of our special education teachers who are coming to get your teach on for the first time to have the full get your teach on experience so you're going to be with your general education teachers and in meeting them and collaborating with them and learning about their expertise because you know you guys are the expertise in the curriculum yeah. in a completely different way than than we're the experts in, in other areas so engaging in that and then we're going to step aside and have our own session and we're going to dig into some really cool things um, i'm actually going to walk you through an IEP workshop that I've been doing for 20 years that you're going to take like 17 pages of notes. Like you have, I, I, this is going to be hands on, hands on. I'm like, teachers, bring your IEPs. I promise. I'm going to help you. Blue pen. Do we have to have a blue, do we have to have a blue pen as well? <laughs> no, no, just, you know what? Just black marker. Just okay, black marker. good. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. And it's all with love because I'm going to make it easier. Sometimes you have to break things apart to put them back to, together in, in a way that makes sense and all that, that just works. So mm -hmm. we're going to do a lot of these sessions where we're going to talk about the foundations. I'm going to take, uh, you know, take this IEP workshop and walk you right through pieces of the IEP that nobody taught you about in college and your admin didn't have time to show you. Um, take those pieces. We're going to talk about different um, classroom management and caseload strategy, like just how to manage all of these things um, that are on your plate. And we're going to talk about leadership. So leadership is really hard in the inside of the school system, uh, but if you can narrow down ex the, ex the strategies that work for you, you're going to become a leader on that IEP team, and, and I'm going to help everybody walk through those pieces. But uh, you know, on the front end, you're going to be with your Get Your Teach On community. On, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you're going to be with your Get Your Teach On community, but we are going to put you guys all together to give you that in-depth experience so you walk away with an entirely new plan that you can implement and change next school year because I know that things happened this school year that you don't want to repeat next school year and I want to help you do that. And then the final thing I want you to talk about because this I am so excited about this yep. from a general education perspective. When Catherine told me this, I was like, jaw hit the floor. And again, I was like, this is why we have waited to make sure that everything could work and serve not just special education teachers, but general education teachers as well. So I want you to talk about the um, Master IEP Coach um, resource room resource that we're also room. going to have. Yeah. yeah. So so then I said to Hope, I said, so this is great that we're going to do all of these things and, and we've set up the schedule. And then we're like, then, and then I'm like, then I want to support everybody. Uh, big dreams. I got big dreams here. That's just to support <laughs> everybody and make sure. So I said, you know what? Let's set up a resource room. Let's set up a resource room where I'm going to, I'll be there. I'm going to bring a team with me and we're going to be there to help 
every teacher. So mm. for the general education teachers that are thinking like, you know what, I just got a question. Like, what do you do? What do you do when this happens? Or what do you do when the parent says this? Or what do you do when your admin says no? And what do you do when this child, like you keep on sending them out of your room, but you really want to keep them in the room? What are some strategies? Mm -hmm. All of those things, we're going to dig in with you inside of the resource room where you're going to get to learn new strategies and ask those questions and get real quick, almost like hot seat kind of answers. Like, come on, yeah. let's talk. Let's talk IEPs. And, and, you know, if you're just like, I don't even I don't even know if I have a question, but like, what's the number one book you think I should read? Um, you know, and I'm going to ask you, what, what classroom are you teaching in? You know, what's your school setup yes. look like? Because there's different resources for different situations. You don't have time to read everything, uh, but I've got resources for you in the resource room to help you really pinpoint where you need to go next mm. as a general education teacher to get the tools that you need. Mm. Amazing. I'm so excited about what you are going to bring to not only our special education teachers, but also just to all of the attendees That's of Get right. Your Teach On. And Catherine, thank you so much for sharing um, just so many little Again, such simplified ways that we can advocate and serve every single child in our classroom. Um, before we sign off of here and wrap this up, I want you to let everybody know where they can connect with you because I'm sure that people are like, wait, yep. I need I need more of this. I need, <laughs> I need to know more. So if you can let everyone know where they can find you, where they can connect with you, find more information about the work that you do. Yeah, so you can head on over to katherinewitcher.com. You can head over to masterieepcoach.com. There's uh, you know, all the different links, all the different things. I also have a podcast, Special Education Inner Circle. Really quick, short episodes that you as a teacher, no matter what you teach, can take this information and learn more. So listen to the podcast. Come explore the all the different ways that we can connect and work together. I'm sure you guys will put the links everywhere of where to go. Bottom yes. line is like, everything else you know what follow a link find me ask me your questions i'm gonna help you there you are there she is everybody <laughs> thank you once again Catherine, you, for Catherine. being on the podcast today and we cannot wait to see the work that you do with the get your teach on community we'll see you soon thank you